You are listening to Episode 6 of the Remind Yourself Podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself Podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs. Welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. I am so excited about today's episode. It's the one you've all been waiting for. The one where the life coach talks about feelings. Seriously, this is so fun for me. I love helping physician moms learn how to feel the feels. Here's why. When we were in medical school, we learned how to shut that down, shove it in a box, and shove it under the bed. But I'm here to tell you today that we don't need to be scared about our feelings. In fact, emotions are the center of everything. They are what fuel things that we want to get done, and they're the reason that we don't do certain things. Many of us go through our lives not understanding this. But I'm here to let you in on the secret. Emotions are at the center of it all. Oftentimes, emotions get a bad rap. We say things like, oh, she's so emotional, or, oh, if only we'd take the emotion out of it, we could easily make a decision. I have to say that this is just because people do not understand, number one, where emotions come from, and number two, how to actually deal with emotions. Some emotions we love to feel, and we don't think about them. We're just grateful that they land upon us. Feelings like love, that are warm and comforting, we don't have to do anything other than just bask in it. But there are many emotions that we would label as more uncomfortable. Things like loneliness, shame, inadequacy. Many of us avoid those like the plague. Ones that I was pretty familiar with prior to my delving into life coaching was frustration and overwhelm. But before I delve into how we can actually learn to deal with emotion and feel the feelings, as I like to say, I just want to back up and say that number one in our society, we aren't really taught to deal with emotion. We're taught some basic emotions, and that's about it. We're also told we're supposed to allow the emotions, but we're never really told what that means. I guess what it means often in grade school is that if someone gets upset and they cry, that that should be allowed. Nothing more is really said other than maybe just reiterating, it's okay, you're upset, it's okay to cry, which is probably a bit of an advancement from what it was like even earlier. But for those of us who went to medical school, even that basic understanding of allowing emotion was quickly shut down. I'll never forget my first week on the wards as a third-year medical student. I was on my neurology rotation, and my short white coat was full to the brim with reflex hammers, books on all the things neurology, my pharmacopoeia. I was ready to learn it all, how to do a very good neurological exam. I was excited to learn how to write orders and to be a part of a team. What I wasn't ready for is how it was going to emotionally smack me in the face. 
So it was in the afternoon, and we were getting ready to do a lumbar puncture on a gentleman who was thought to perhaps have NPH, normal pressure hydrocephalus. He had been shuffling, and he was having difficulty with his balance, and he was having some neurological difficulties. And the team thought that that would be appropriate. So I remember it was a hot July day outside in Minnesota. And you know what that means for the hospital. It was freezing cold. So I was standing in the back of the room, and I was watching this gentleman in his threadbare gown getting positioned to do a lumbar puncture in the room. And I remember he was moaning, and I remember thinking that he reminded me of my grandfather. So I was standing quietly in the back of the room, watching this man get positioned. He was moaning, and the resident kept saying, you have to sit still, you have to sit still. And then the big poke came, and this man let out a large guttural moan. And I remember hot tears springing into my eyes, and the resident standing next to me took their elbow and nudged me. I learned right then and there that it was not cool to cry on rounds. I learned to shut that shit down and put it in a box and put it under the bed. And as we well know that in medicine, during our time, during our medical training in medical school and in residency, this was nothing. We had to deal with many many difficult situations where we had to give bad news, where we had to see trauma, where we had loved ones wailing when they were told that their loved one died. Little did I know that that lumbar puncture on that July day was just the beginning of the emotions that I was going to feel and learn to tuck away during my training. And I know I'm not alone because I've shared these stories with others And I've heard your stories. And what I'm here to tell you is, it's okay. I'm here to listen. And I'm here to help. By learning the standard way that we deal with uncomfortable emotion, you will have some new tools in which to process these emotions. So here's the deal. Emotions are vibrations in our body that are created through our thoughts. This is different than sensations in our body that start in our body and signal to the brain. So it's a bit nuanced, and yet I use those two words um, at different times, and I just want to make that clear. A sensation starts in the body, maybe like a grumbling in your stomach, and that goes to your brain and signals, hey, we're hungry. A vibration, however, is created through your thinking, and we describe that as an emotion in your body. What I'm going to share with you right now are the three ways that we deal with uncomfortable emotions. Number one, we resist the emotion. This is exactly what I did when I was in medical school. We push it down and shove it under the bed. Unfortunately, it's like pushing down a beach ball into the water. We keep pushing and pushing, and eventually it's going to rear its head back up. So sometimes I call this emotions coming out sideways. We resist uncomfortable things that happen at work. We push it down, we push it down, but then at home, it burbles out and comes out sideways. It often creates much more tension. The second way that we deal with uncomfortable emotions is we react. This is if we get frustrated and we yell. Now, I used to think that getting frustrated and yelling was allowing the emotion, but in fact, I've learned that this is not correct. 
Reacting is yelling and screaming and crying, okay? Because allowing emotion, which I'll talk about later, we don't need to do any of those things. Probably what I see most commonly in dealing with uncomfortable emotions is avoiding emotions. We are set up as a society, and it's almost like a stamp of approval is given for avoiding emotions, We somehow think it's better than reacting. Well, I'm not yelling. I'm just having an extra glass of wine to let out the stress. I'm just having a cookie because I'm feeling really bummed out about my day. I'm feeling a bit bored, so I'm going online and I'm spending money. So you see a trend here. When we avoid emotion, it's we don't like that uncomfortable feeling in our body, so we do something different. Often we overeat, we overdrink, we overspend, we scroll on social media. I would have to say that those are probably the top four things that I see when we're trying to avoid emotion. And commonly things like frustration and stress and overwhelm and boredom, commonly we turn to these things instead. As you can imagine, this can lead into a whole host of other problems. If you're feeling frustrated in work, and the way that you deal with it is to come home and have a couple glasses of wine and eat a bunch of cookies, you can see how that could maybe lead into some trouble. The final way that we deal with emotion is to allow emotion. And this is what I call feeling the feels, to actually describe the emotion in your body. And I have to tell you, this is one of my favorite things to do with physicians, because number one, it's scientific. Number two, it gives us control. And number three, it teaches us that while it might be described as an uncomfortable vibration in our body, it doesn't kill us. Okay? So this is what allowing emotion means. It means sitting in a chair and allowing the emotion to run through your body. What I find helpful is to describe it. Now, again, I work with very objective, scientifically-minded women. And so I say, describe it like you would describe a flower to your child. So you say, okay, there is pressure in my chest. It's a heaviness. I might describe it as like a dark sensation. And in fact, now that I'm, you know, feeling it, it kind of goes into the pit of my stomach as well. Kind of a queasy sensation. But really, it's coming back to my chest. It really is just a pressure there. My heart is racing a bit. I'm also noticing some tension in my head and some spinning thoughts. And I will literally just ask further questions about, you know, is there a color associated with this? Is there movement associated with it? And we will describe the sensation. Sometimes it gets stronger. Typically, after a period of time, that does dissipate. Then I will often ask, if that there's a name associated with this emotion. Most often people start out saying, well, it's a bad feeling. And I say, okay, that's great. And we explore it a little bit more. And then it might come out that the sensation is anxiety, for instance. I reassure my clients that while it may be uncomfortable, that this feeling will eventually lessen and go away. I imagine that if you gave a shot of epinephrine and described that, that emotions similarly dissipate. Now, some emotions are stronger and hang on longer, 
But I think just realizing that you can feel the emotion in your body, that you don't need to run away, is so fantastic. When you realize that the worst thing that can happen is this uncomfortable vibration in your body, you're much more willing to put yourself out there. For instance, many of us are afraid of being embarrassed or humiliated in speaking in front of a group. But when we can practice this ahead of time and say, okay, if that's what we're fearing the most, let's just sit and feel what embarrassed feels like. Now, I'm telling you, no one loves to sign up for this. Yet when you actually sit and go through the exercise of sitting and allowing embarrassment and you realize it goes away, then you gain control. You have the power. And the way we do this is by reminding ourselves that it's our thoughts that create these emotions. And so we can generate that. We can be thinking like, oh, I'm speaking in front of a group. I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake and I feel embarrassed. And then again, we sit through the exercise of allowing that emotion in your body. And I like to just then calm ourselves and be compassionate to ourselves, and also bring it back to our brain. When we're describing this uncomfortable vibration in our body, we can say, I am feeling really embarrassed right now because I'm thinking the thought, I'm afraid I'm going to goof up. So we pair the two, and then it all just makes so much more sense. This really helped me get over my fear of speaking in front of others. I've also now learned other tools in which I can create the feeling I want of feeling motivated and determined by thinking deliberate thoughts that make me feel that way before I get up and speak in front of a group, and this helps tremendously. But before I could even get to that point, I had to realize that I could allow embarrassment and humiliation to run through my body and realize I was still safe in my chair and I wasn't going to die. And it felt really real, you guys. It felt like I had tripped on the stage. I felt the flush in my face. I felt the discomfort in my chest and the queasiness in my stomach. But I learned that if I sat and comforted myself, that this went away. This, my friends, is allowing an emotion. I invite you to try it with something that's maybe a little bit more pleasant than humiliation, which for many of us is high on the list of things that we want to avoid. I personally find inadequacy to pop up at times. That is also not my favorite, and yet I've learned to allow it, and I'm not scared of it anymore. I don't resist it or avoid it. Think of a pleasant emotion that you like to feel. Maybe gratitude. That's a good one. That one's easy to conjure up by thinking thoughts like, wow, I have everything I need. I'm blessed with health. I have a wonderful family. And describe what gratitude feels like in your body. Same too with love. Same too with joy. I invite you to explore this. Then maybe start with what I would call an easier uncomfortable emotion if there is such a thing. Something that we often feel on the regular. Maybe stress. And so again, Instead of feeling that we need to snap at those around us, I invite you later when you have a moment to sit down in your chair and think, what am I thinking that's making me feel stressed? It's probably something along the lines of, I have so much to do, I can't keep up. I'm failing at everything. Something like that. And that makes us feel stressed. And this is where I invite you to sit in the chair and just very scientifically describe what you're feeling in your body and remind yourself that this is just because you're thinking this certain way and that this emotion is called anxiety and it's going to be okay. And eventually 
it typically lessens. One of the really fun things I love to do is help physicians, and in fact, all people, really expand their version of what feelings are. I probably, before I started this coaching work, had about five emotions in my body. Frustration, annoyed, love, gratitude. I don't know. That's probably it. That, those were probably like my top four in a regular week. I really love to just help expand the horizons of what's available. I share with my clients a page that is called the Feelings Wheel that has about 400 different emotions on it. It is so fun to explore how vast and rich our emotional landscape can be. I could talk about all the amazing emotions for days, but the real takeaway that I'd like you to leave with today is that there are several ways that we deal with emotion. To recap, number one, we resist emotion. We push it away and hide it, and it comes up on a rainy day stronger than ever. Number two, we react to emotion. We scream and yell. That's not allowing emotion, that's reacting to emotion. Number three, we avoid. This is the common escape for most of us in our society. We spend too much time on social media, we pour ourselves an extra glass of wine, and or we go into the pantry to find a snack to deal with our frustrations of the day. The final way is to allow emotion, and this is just what I described, and this can be done sitting quietly in a chair. Might seem a little crazy, might still in a little woo-woo. And I'm telling you, it really makes a huge difference when you learn how to do this. Because once you learn that you can tolerate the emotion, that it's actually not going to kill you, you are so much more courageous and eager and excited to try new things. Put yourself out there. And that's what I'm here to help you all do, to get the most out of this most wonderful life that we have here on earth. That's what I have for you this week, ladies. I'm so excited to send you forth and feel the feels. Until next week, peace and love to you. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one -on -one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mamadoclifecoach.com.